Hello, this is Daniel Gregory, and thank you so much for joining me for this episode of the Perceptive Photographer Podcast. This is episode 398. I really do appreciate you spending a few minutes out of your week to check out the podcast. I hope you are having a truly amazing week, getting to do something fun, creative, new, exciting. Maybe you're finally tackling reading War and Peace, or at least the Cliff Notes, so you know what that book was all about. But no matter what you're tackling this week, I hope you are having a great experience. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for my newsletter, sign up for that up at my website, DanielJGregory.com. Get a free printing ebook, the 2022 edition, and you'll get updated on all the latest workshops, classes, and announcements. And the big newsletter that'll be coming out here in the next week, 10 days or so, will have most of the 2023 workshops in it. So you'll be able to check those out, both online and in person, and some location workshops. So lots of stuff coming there. This week, I wanted to talk a little bit about the idea of resistance in our work. Because I know for me, one of the things that comes up is occasionally I will bump into something that I am extremely resistant to doing. That could be submitting work, showing work, maybe learning a new technique, organizing Lightroom catalog, whatever. It's just something in the world of of my creative process and in the world of my photography that I am against doing for some reason. And I think one of the things that's really important when we find ourselves at a point of resistance, when we're doing something and we have a reaction to it that we are not connected with it or we don't like or we struggle with. And it's not something that, again, is life threatening. This is something in our photographic practice, obviously in a flight or flight situation. It's important to take care of ourselves. But in our creative process, when we run into something, when we bump into something where we're like, wow, I really don't want to do this. I think it's important that we spend some time figuring out a little bit of the why behind that. I think there's a lot of times where it becomes easy for us to use that mild resistance or that reaction to say that this made me uncomfortable or I didn't like doing this as a reason not to pursue something that's really important to ultimately making us the photographer or creator we were meant to be. And Oftentimes, the simplicity of the resistance is amazing. It could, again, it could be as simple as just some aspect of organization or submitting to a competition you've always wanted to submit to. I know for me, a lot of times, anytime I have to prepare work to have it displayed on the wall when there's then outlay for the production, the framing, I've got to get it on the wall, I've got to get a price, I've got to get titles, that there is a resistance there in my way of being that makes it a challenge. And I've never really fully understood what that reticence is, what that resistance is. And it'd be easy to say that, oh, it's because I'm worried if I put my work up on the wall and somebody doesn't like it, I'll have a negative reaction to it. On the same vernacular, I could put it on the wall and people could like it and they want more of it. And then that's just more work. It doesn't really matter what the, what the psychology of why I think the problem is. At the base of that is some root element, some reason why I'm resistant to that. And in my working with other people, I've oftentimes found that when it comes time to figuring out the rationale or the reason for that resistance, we're oftentimes resistant to that as well. That there is something that we know is a breakthrough moment, a breakthrough point of awareness in how we think about our process and we think about how our creative practice that can make a huge difference. But that then requires us to do the work. It then requires us to step up and achieve what we were meant to do. And that can be scary. That can be scary for, again, fear of failure, fear of success, fear of something different. But in that 
push to understand that resistance, I think, is an important process for all of us. And so today, one of the things I wanted to talk about was, you know, what are some of the things we can do to sort through that resistance? What are some of the things we could do to help us understand at a deeper level, why is it that I am resistant to this behavior? Or why is it when I did something that on the surface seems to be not that big a deal, did I have such a negative reaction to the experience and really not want to do it? And I think one of the first things we can do is spend some time writing down the experience. And not at the fluffy marshmallow stage, but more at the deeper stage of rather than I didn't like it, but what did it feel like when we didn't like it? Was it a angst in the pit of our stomach? Was it a sense of rage that built it in our chest? Did we get hot flashes? What did we actually physically experience in that process? And then think about other times where we've had that same experience. Not the same experience of the angst or the frustration, but that same physiological response. And is there a common thread in terms of how we physically feel when we meet resistance, when we meet that, that issue where we can't push forward and beyond it, what does that look like? And I think it's important to write all of that down because I think one of the things we can start to do when we write things down, in addition to making it concrete, getting it out of the abstract world of our head where it just gets to swirl and spin in this nebulous pile of goo, when we write things down, they become more concrete, they become more tangible, they become more actionable. And in that process, we can start to see well, that's not exactly the right word. You know, if I actually have to put pen to paper and I have to say that I was angry, it's not that I was angry, it's that I was frustrated or I was fearful or I was in a state of confusion that I didn't understand what I was attempting to do. We get a much more real foundation by which we can start to understand the process. So again, writing down, I think, the physiological response and then looking at those words and assessing, are those words the accurate words? And if they're not, getting out the thesaurus and looking up, what are the other words around that word that could possibly explain my emotional reaction to that state? I think one of the other important aspects of understanding that resistance is thinking about other points in time when we've been resistant to something that turned out to be okay. Because I think a lot of times when we think about resistance, we think about it being in a negative context. Something bad is going to happen. This is a, a flight or flight response. This is a flight or flight. How about a fight or flight response? And I'm attempting to save myself from some level of embarrassment, uh, work, whatever it is. We're trying to prevent something from happening. And thinking back to a time when that has been that way before, when have we been in a similar state? And again, not writing down how we physically felt during that time, but what were those events? What were those times in life when we had that same response? And they don't have to be related to our creative process. They can be related to anything. At what point did we feel a resistance from doing something? Changing jobs, moving, switching careers, whatever it is. Switching careers and changing jobs, I guess, is the same thing. Changing a relationship. When we figure out that this has come up over and over again, I think is important. And once we have that list of other times we've had that, what was the outcome that came out of that? What actually happened in that moment? So not writing about the angst we felt, but if we were thinking about changing relationships. I know that when I was younger, I was dating people, breaking up was always a huge challenge. It was always a huge worry, thinking about the conversation, anticipating what I was going to say, anticipating what they were going to say. 
But looking back, as difficult as that was, every one of those relationships made me better for my next relationship and ultimately set me up to be successful in the relationships I have today. And so while the angst was there and while the anxiety was there and as difficult as it was and as immature as some of those conversations were, as I was much more mature when I was younger, they allowed me to grow and develop and get better throughout my life. And I think creatively, we're in the same kind of spot. As we've faced each one of these challenges, they've been better able to inform us of how to respond the next time a similar challenge comes up. So part of it is understanding that when we run into this wall, when we hit this point of anxiety, that good things come out of the end result of that, even though it may be difficult as we go through it. I think a third thing we could attempt to do or thing that can help with that anxiety is finding other people who are willing to let you talk about that anxiety, but not fix that anxiety. So one of the things we always want to do when we're working with our friends or dealing with our families, we want to fix their problems. We want to make sure that they don't have to suffer through something that we have knowledge of or have experience of or have an idea about. But I think it's important sometimes for somebody to be able to just out loud communicate their state of being, their state of feeling. And so by saying to somebody, hey, I've got this thing I'm dealing with. I really just need a sounding board and I don't need any advice. I don't need to tell me, have you tell me what you would do. I don't need to tell me how to fix it. I just need to say what it is to get it off my chest. I think that's important. And I think it's important to find somebody like that, that you can communicate with. A friend who's willing to do that in exchange for you paying for the coffee, they just sit there quiet while you sort of walk through this anxiety and angst that you have. Because I think that's a really important aspect is that sometimes what we need is to know that we're heard, that somebody has listened to that anxiety and then we're able to move forward in a meaningful way, somehow knowing that that's a shared burden, that that's a shared experience we've provided with somebody and that they're going to carry some of that weight. But again, because they're not trying to fix it, it doesn't create more anxiety in the sense of the fear that comes up with, well, I haven't tried that or I didn't think of that or I should have done that or I wish I had done that. All of that is removed and it makes it a much easier, I think, process for that. And the final thing I think we can do when we struggle with that piece of that anxiety is to recognize that sometimes that anxiety is pretty small, but we've made it out to be pretty big. And sometimes all it takes is the smallest change. I used to tell people all the time, if you feel like you're hitting your head against the wall, just turn left. Then you won't run into that same wall. Doesn't mean you're not going to hit a wall later. But it's a small change. Just turn left. You don't hit the wall in the same spot as you did before. Something different comes about from that. And so I think part of sometimes is recognizing that maybe just a small change, maybe just a small difference can really play out well in terms of how we can deal with this angst that we feel. So hopefully if you've ever been a person who's dealt with some anxiety in your creative process or felt like you're stuck in a rut or you've got some apprehension of why you're working on something, that a few of these ideas or concepts might help you sort of shake loose the cobwebs, get the gears going again so that you can feel like you can take a big step forward in your creative practice. Thank you so much for spending a little time again this week with me for the Perceptive Photographer Podcast. If you're not a subscriber to the podcast on whatever platform you're listening on, just go ahead and hit that subscribe button. That way you'll make sure you get all of the latest podcasts uh, when they're released on Mondays. And due to my technical inability to post podcast, I think I fixed the glitch. And so they're going to come out every time on Monday again. So Thanks so much for listening. really do appreciate you and uh, have a great week.